Welcome to the Underrepresented in Tech podcast, hosted by Michelle Frechette and Ali Nimmons. Underrepresented in Tech is a free database built with the goal of helping people find new opportunities in WordPress and tech overall. Hi, Ali. Hi, Michelle. Almost Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. Almost. It's less than a week till Christmas. That's crazy. I know. <laughs> it's and the end of our year and the end of our year together. It's I, I've, I was like the end of our journey together. We're going to always be good friends. So like we're besties. It's, we're besties till the end. So it's not the end of our journey as friends, but it is a little end bit of a, a chapter. Yeah. You know, we've come to that fork in the road where I continue with UIT went down one direction and you pursue all these really freaking amazing passions that you have. So <laughs> it's pretty cool stuff. Yeah. I think so. But yeah, so um, if you didn't listen last week, last week I had a topic and Michelle reminded <laughs> said to me, honey roast is the word I was thinking of. There's an episode oh. of New Girl where one of the characters, I think it was like his birthday, and he was like, I want a honey roast. I want to sit on a throne and I want all of you to sit around and say nice things about me. And he called it a honey roast. And I was trying to remember that last week. And that's what you did. We honey me. roasted you. We had a surprise honey roast. So I thought today is my last episode on the podcast as a as a co-host, I'll say. Right, um, yes. And so the topic that I had in my head for last week was boundaries. Um mm-hmm talking about boundaries, working in tech, talking about boundaries as an underrepresented person, talking about boundaries just in general. Um, Mm -hmm. I I do feel like underrepresented people might have a harder time establishing boundaries, communicating boundaries and enforcing boundaries because of all the imposter syndrome and because of all the self-doubt and because of the barriers Mm -hmm. that we already have. So I did definitely still want to talk about that because I think it's an interesting, (laughs) useful thing to think about um and also it feels kind of poetically appropriate because my decision to like change my relationship with wordpress and change my relationship with this podcast and and uit in general Mm -hmm. is a big enormous boundary that i have established um Mm -hmm. and i'm still establishing and working on on establishing in a way that's like healthy and productive um So I think it's interesting because like you can set a boundary to say I am not going to do or engage with X, right? So my boundary for underrepresented in tech is I'm not going to be working on it anymore. I'm not going to be hosting the podcast anymore. I'm not going to be putting in time to to, uh, push the project forward. That is a not. My boundaries with... um, WordPress, like I was just telling Michelle before this, I am making my triumphant, long-awaited return to Twitter. Um, yeah, right. <laughs> da, 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 da. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I for a long time, I wasn't using, I had set a boundary. I wasn't using my Twitter account um, mm-hmm. because I felt like I wasn't getting anything healthy back from it. And I figured out a way to set certain boundaries with the mute function on my Twitter account so that I can use my Twitter in a way that I've designed that makes me comfortable to use it. And I think like mm-hmm. thinking of boundaries in all of these different ways, um, it really is like just designing your environment and designing the way that you choose to interact with things and people and events and ideas so that you can protect your mental health, physical health, time, mm-hmm. 
um, emotions, all of these relationships, relationships. So like us having a boundary, like we haven't really even discussed our new boundaries as like, okay, instead of business partners, now we're just going to be friends. Like we were friends and business partners, and now we're just going to be friends. And so I feel like the boundary of that is like, Michelle won't call me and be like, how come you haven't posted the podcast in January? (laughs) Um, But where's the newsletter, Allie? (laughs) But we have discussed, like, we might still talk about the project together. We might still like if Michelle needs to bounce an idea off of someone, I have not set the boundary of no, I don't want to be involved in that. I've said yes. Um, And I think that's why our part. And that if you have an idea for an episode and you want to come on and be a guest, I don't have a boundary against that. So yeah, we, we have those kinds of doors open, but understanding what it means to walk through them and yeah. how you should or shouldn't. And I think that's why we have worked so well as business partners for so long, because we, I think both are uh, comfortable setting boundaries. We're eager to set boundaries. We're good at communicating our boundaries with each other. We're not afraid yeah. to say, I can't do that right now. I can't do that at all you know, so on and so forth. I feel like a lot of professional relationships get very strained when boundaries either aren't communicated or are not respected. I feel like that's one of the biggest True. strange to a a relationship like that um, because so much of it is is boundaries. What do you deem to be appropriate, respectful, necessary, mm-hmm. required, blah, 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 blah. Um, yeah, sure. I, and I, yeah, I think for us, it's hard. It's hard to set boundaries. Like as a woman, I think it's hard to set boundaries because mm-hmm. if you really put your foot down about something, then it's like, she's being a bitch. She's being mm-hmm. controlling. She's being particular. You know, she's being all of these things. Whereas it's like, no, I just, this is ha- how I need things to be. And I, I need you to respect yeah. that, you know? Um, and but it's so true. Yeah. Women are not raised to say no. Mm-mm. And I think that every generation, at least in my family, has gotten better at being able to enable the next generation to do that, right? So my daughter has no problem saying no because I have <laughs> empowered her to have autonomy over her space and herself and her actions and her desires and her wants and her, you know, the things that she wants to be able to do and not do. She understands that like, at work, she can't always do that, right? But within friendships, within, you know, mom, mom needs or mom wants, she's allowed to say no. Mm-hmm. Find somebody else to do that, mom, kind of thing. Yeah. Part of that boundary became moving 90 minutes away. So it's... <laughs> And not so much that I can't ask her, but because she knows that she'd stop over to help. Mm-hmm. And she needs to have that boundary for herself of not being my support system. And that yeah. makes sense. Absolutely. Yeah. It's it's interesting um, how this carries over into so many different parts of, of friendship and family and work and all mm-hmm. of these things. I was having a conversation with a friend of mine recently who was kind of having a s- related issue where... He has a really tight, close-knit family. They all live really close to each other. You know, he'll pick up his nieces and nephews from school or, you know, go over to his parents' house and help them with things. And recently he just felt like, you know, a lot of that was being taken advantage of. Like he was asked to go pick the kids up and then plans changed. Nobody told him. He wasted half a day trying to do that. He like, the minute he got back from a vacation, his dad was like, I need you to do this stuff for me. And he's just like, I, I want to, but I don't, 
my my boundaries are really being tested here as far as like mm -hmm. how you're making me feel about these things. Um, so he and I were chatting about, you know, how to, because it's, it's one thing to say, this is how I feel. This is what I want you to do. And it's another thing to really think about like how to approach that conversation in a way that you're not like coming off as accusing the other person of mm -hmm. doing something wrong, even if they did. You don't want to come at them to say, like, you're so awful and blah, blah, right. blah, right? Um, it can be really challenging to find the right words, I think, to respectfully but firmly set a boundary with someone. That is so hard. Oh, for sure. There's, um, I was trying to think of who it was that said it. I guess it was Robert Frost. I didn't think it was him, but it was, who said, good fences make good neighbors. Yeah. <laughs> um, which is part, I guess, part of his poem, The Mending Wall. I'm looking, I just looked it up. That's um, a great quote. And I used to teach when I, I used to teach massage therapists um, back, back in the day before, you know, like half a day before WordPress, um, my, my WordPress journey, not the WordPress mm -hmm. journey. Um, I used to teach massage therapists about what it meant to have boundaries, right? Because you sell a product and it's like a service and it's like 60 minutes for whatever it was, let's say $60. And somebody says, oh, can you just do five minutes more? Well, probably you could, mm -hmm. but they didn't pay for five minutes more. And even if they offered to pay for five minutes more, what's the turnaround time between that customer and the next client? And how are you going to be inconveniencing other people down the road? How much later, if you did that for every customer, now are you going to be getting home? And even yeah. if you don't have a family, you've actually cut into your own time. So like, yeah, good fences make good neighbors. If you have given... If you have lowered your boundaries so much for people in your life that they can walk all over you, at the point that you raise those boundaries up, now they're seeing it as a barrier as opposed to a boundary. Yeah. And boundaries aren't necessarily barriers. They can be. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you, sometimes they need to be. They need to be walls that go all the way to the moon to keep <laughs> certain bad, to keep people that you don't want to spend time with, right? There are people who are toxic people in your life that you make decisions to cut off. That's mm -hmm. not what we're talking about here. But um, a boundary isn't necessarily a barrier to communication. It's setting the rules that come between people and projects. And I'm like pointing. You can't see it, but I'm pointing <laughs> off camera. Like I'm emphatic. But it, it's it's setting those rules that uh, that preserve you, like you said, for your mental health, for your physical health, for your business health, for your family health relationships, all of those things. Um, it's setting rules for that. So it's not saying Allie can't ever talk to me again, or I can't ever talk to Allie again. It's saying that when we're going to talk about certain things, we ask permission. Mm -hmm. And is this a good time? Do you have the capacity? Are you okay? With the understanding that no is an okay answer to that, because yeah. that boundary is in place. Absolutely. I remember the first time that I really had to set a professional boundary when I was building WordPress websites for clients. Um, a lot of times I was working with women, business mm -hmm. owners who were, it was like just them. It was like solopreneurs, entrepreneurs, um, you know, women who it was just like, you know, they had a brand that was them and that was their business. So like a lot of those relationships were very personable because mm -hmm. I was really just working with one person. And a lot of times we were talking about them and their personality and like bringing what they needed rather than like, you know, a representative at a big corporation or something. So a lot of those mm -hmm. relationships became friendships, all that became close. And there were times where they would ask for my phone number 
to either have a, have a call or to, you know, if they wanted to text me about something. And I would always, always, always say no. They're like, why not? And I kind of learned from my trial and error of responses to that. A lot of times with setting a boundary, it helps to identify how the boundary you are setting not only helps you, but helps the other person. So what I would like to say was, I don't want you calling me at 4 a.m. I don't want to think about you <laughs> after 5 p.m. Like, I don't want you to have unfettered, constant access to me. I want to be in control of our communication because mm-hmm. I believe that that's the best way to manage this, right? Yeah. Because that's a lot of I, 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 me, 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 me. Um, mm-hmm. And a, a, a useful response to that is, if I don't have control over my methods of communication with all of my clients, then I lose control over how I can manage my time efficiently to do this work mm-hmm. for you. So mm-hmm. if I give you my phone number, I have to give other people my phone number. That means they can be calling me while I'm trying to do work for you. So right. that's why we have to keep things segmented mm-hmm. in this these forms of communication that I can have control over. Yeah, That absolutely. went over wonderfully like every single time once I realized that was the answer um that people were like oh that makes total sense of course because they don't want the 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 opposite of that they don't want me to be doing less work for them right or to be doing it slower exactly um so I I mean I feel like that's kind of a particularly in a professional setting I feel like that's really helpful Mm -hmm. to prevent feelings and emotions and personal stuff from coming into it Um, because other people, like you said, when they start to see this boundary as a barrier and start to feel like threatened by that, um, if they just think that you're setting that barrier for your comfort and that they are not being considered, that can then lead into an argument or a a longer discussion than you may want to have. Which doesn't make it wrong that Mm -hmm. for to have those boundaries for for your own personal reasons. But yeah, people tend to be, um, self-centered in how they view their universe and we all are right we all yeah. our universe is us at the middle that's we're the we're the lead character in our novel yeah. and that's okay <laughs> but you also have to remember that other people are the lead characters in their own as well when when you were talking about that it made me think about the fact that when I set barriers you boundaries when you set boundaries I'm getting all, the, all my own terminology is mixed up when you set <laughs> boundaries that they need to be firm but I usually set them firmly but with kindness Mm-hmm. Right. So that people like and like you just said, you explained it, this kind of thing. Then there are people who are going to try to push and see if they can just climb over that barrier, that boundary without having the permission to do so. And then you have to escalate from kindness to a little more firmness until the point where sometimes you have to say, if you continue to try to, you know, circumnavigate my boundaries I'm no longer going to be able to work with you as a client or I'm no longer going to be able to have this friendship or I'm no longer going to be married to you. Like whatever (laughs) it is, right? Like there has to be a um, consequence that they understand. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. And, and you, but I always start with kindness and I always explain things and I'm sorry, I I really want to do that project. I don't have the capacity to do that. I have to protect my own time frame. I do need to sleep sometimes. I don't sleep a lot. <laughs> however, blah, 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 right? And then if people, but you're the only person who can, I know that's not true. Let me introduce you to some other people who might be able to help you, but I know that you'll get it done faster. 
that may or may not be true, but other people can help you accomplish your goals as well. Like the whole world can't revolve on my time and yeah. my ability to respond to what your needs are. You yeah. are not my newborn <laughs> that really <laughs> does only rely on me. You are a whole ass adult who can figure yeah. things out. <laughs> Absolutely. And one thing I remember, this is something that I heard or read early on where somebody was like, talking about like charging more for your services. And I can't remember the way they phrased it was so like made so much sense to me. Um, And I might not phrase it very well, but they were basically saying like, if you charge more, if you charge appropriately, right, you don't want to be overcharging people. But if you really charge what you are genuinely worth, and that Mm -hmm. is a significant amount, that almost gives you uh, more power to set boundaries, right? Mm-hmm. Um, if you are doing work for someone for free, it is really hard to set boundaries because that relationship is unsteady. It's built on sand, right? Like there are no pillars keeping this thing up as far as you've paid me, I do X and it's equal. It's, mm-hmm. it's just open and nebulous and it's super yeah. hard to set to start setting boundaries when you don't even have the initial boundary of X services for X money. Um, right. So they were saying, yeah, if you increase your prices, because that, that was the whole argument of what they were talking about is increase your prices. Um, mm-hmm. That person, that client, unfortunately, what happens is clients tend to take you more seriously the more you're charging. Yes. And they, they usually tend to respect your time and your, your expertise the more you're charging. And so it's easier a lot of the times to set those boundaries. Again, that's not to say charge a billion dollars so that you can have all the boundaries you want, (laughs) but keep that in mind when you're thinking about, you know, whether or not you should be setting boundaries in certain ways or how much you should be charging for certain things. I just think that's an interesting relationship because again, underrepresented people tend to undersell themselves and often Mm -hmm. not charge as much as they're worth. And underrepresented mm-hmm. people tend to have trouble setting boundaries. And I think there's there's mm-hmm. relation that's a bit of a, a tie there. Yeah, I 100% everything you said. I'm <laughs> in full agreement. Absolutely. It's, it, I co-sign. That's right. Absolutely. The, it, it just makes perfect sense if you think about it. It's hard sometimes if you haven't set boundaries before in your life or if you haven't been good at it or if you haven't been good at holding them, right, yeah. to... To because when you start doing something that people haven't seen you do in the past, it's it changes their perception of what their relationship with you can be. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't mean you shouldn't do it though, right? You even if you've never done it before and you're 55 years old, like I am, it's okay to start now, right? Mm-hmm. To today is always the best day to start living your best life. Yeah. Because if you didn't do it yesterday, today is a better is the is it yesterday was great. Today's good too, right? Like it's yeah. it's not don't wait till tomorrow kind of thing. Um, And if you lose friendships or you lose business partners because you stand up for yourself and set boundaries for yourself, maybe they weren't supposed to be in your life. Yeah, that's not a person you you want to be around anyways. Mm -hmm. It's a really good uh, litmus test of what somebody's 
is like and how much they how much respect they, they can have for you like when yeah. I had when I dealt with clients I always had a welcome packet that I gave them that included all of my boundaries of when I will be answering emails how long it might take me to answer mm-hmm. emails why I don't give out my phone number um right. you know my rules about point of contact and revisions and all of these things and usually I gave them that packet before we had our first kickoff call so mm-hmm. that I could kind of see in scheduling and organizing and going through the kickoff call, if they already start disrespecting my boundaries within that call that I've established mm-hmm. for them, this problem that's a huge down, giant red flag down vote, right? Of whether or not mm-hmm. I'm going to end up working with this person. So boundaries can be an enormous way to determine yeah right. whether or not you want somebody in your life in that particular capacity and contracts are an incredible way to set those boundaries so contracts with clients the job description that you're hired under and uh, mm-hmm. whether you actually sign a contract where you work or not um if you're working for you know employed some by somebody else that job description those are boundaries there and it doesn't mean that you can't take on more work if you choose to but it does mean you don't necessarily have to yeah. And that I, I can was, be really I, hard. Go ahead. I follow a TikToker who gives business advice, like not like how to grow your business, but how to manage within the employment like arena. And the the one like he was people send him their screenshots of things from their bosses. And the one was like, hey, we have this opportunity. We'd love to give you some more. Um, this, you know, this opportunity to do some additional work, et cetera, et cetera. And, and they said, well, how much time should this take me? Well, it should take about six months, about two days of your work week would be dedicated to this. And they said, well, how much, you know, what other projects am I pushing to somebody else or am I not doing so that I can do those two days of work? And they said, no, you should be able to try to fit it all in, even if it means you have to work on weekends and the evenings. And they said, okay, well, if I were to make that happen, how much more money am I going to make? And they said, well, you're salaried. It's going to stay within what you already make. And they said, well, then I'm going to decline that project because I don't have the capacity to add the hours without getting compensated for it, even if I chose to do it. And so it's hard to have those boundaries sometimes because sometimes those jobs look appealing. Like, and you do that mental math, like if, like, how much better will I look in the company? Is this going to increase my, my opportunities for advancement? But it usually increases, though, is your opportunity to have more work dumped on you further down the line because you haven't held those boundaries in place. And they know they can keep giving you more and more and not paying you anymore and taking more advantage of you. So having those boundaries in place, being able to say, I work five days already with the project load I have, something has to give if I'm going to take this project on too. So it's just one little example of that. Oh, yeah. And doing that is so scary, especially if you work in like a really small company or a startup-y kind of company where, you know, taking on the extra work and, you know, blah, blah, blah. It's it's taking one for the team. It's being a team player. And if you're mm-hmm. not willing to be flexible, that, you know, that I've heard that. Like I've been told that and I've taken on, I've reduced my boundaries to protect my job because I felt like, you know, if, if I didn't, do that they would find somebody else who will and it's super 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 scary um Mm -hmm. but it's something that you should try to stick to like Mm -hmm. that my mom would always say what's that quote lack of lack of planning on your part does not constitute an emergency on my part lack of planning on your part as far as having enough people to do the work does not constitute me having to lower my boundaries because you're having an emergency right exactly Um, and again, it can be really hard to say that 
nicely, but I think that you phrased it really well of just explaining like there are certain hours of the day that I am going to work and, Mm -hmm. you know, I could be flexible and we can figure out how to fit what has to happen in those hours. But my boundary right now is not taking on more work. So, you know, I feel like, you know, when setting a boundary, it can be nice to, yeah, like offer, try to offer a solution, right. Of instead of saying, so no is a complete sentence. You could always just say, no, no, I'm not going to do that. Mm -hmm. You don't owe them a reason. Um, You can also, no, I'm not going to do that. Here's a suggestion of an alternate way that we can accomplish this without me having to lower my boundaries. Right. And then Mm -hmm. that I feel like the person doesn't come away feeling like you were being selfish or you were being inflexible or whatever, you know, you're still dedicated to making whatever happened happen, but you're doing it without sacrificing anything on your part. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that could be a really good thing to, to include in that mindset as well. Um, But it's complicated and every situation is, is different. Mm -hmm. Setting boundaries are never intended to hurt anybody, not, not you or the person who you have to, or the people or the circumstances against which you're setting the boundaries. It's not meant to be harmful to anybody. As a matter of fact, if you've done, if you've done your boundary setting correctly, everybody wins. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, (laughs) for sure. Yeah. So I agree. I think it's awesome. And I think that if you're listening to this and you, you know, really need to think about some of those things, you know, do it. Talk to some people. I also say, you know, if you don't have a mentor, find a mentor. It's even if it's not a paid mentor, an official mentor, like uh, if it's an accountability partner, but somebody that you can talk things through with to say, am I, am I doing this right? Am I setting this boundary correctly? Is this off-putting? Because if you haven't, if you're not good at it, you can ask somebody for some advice and get good at it because you don't really want to alienate people. That's not your goal in setting boundaries. Um, but you do have to protect yourself and that's what they're for. So if you need a little help with it, find somebody to bounce it off with. Um, say, you know, if I put this in my contract, is this off putting before you actually put it in front of a customer, those kinds of things. And that's okay. Yeah. That's why, that's why, that's why you have a network. It's why you have a network. Exactly. And I will say like a lot of people in the tech space are neurodivergent and I feel like there are a lot of specific neurodivergencies that make it difficult for you with that neurodivergency to communicate tone properly sometimes. And Mm -hmm. so if that is something that, you know, affects you messages like that about setting a boundary might be, it might be really helpful for you to send that first to a friend and say, you know, how is this coming off? Because what, what you mean matters. Mm-hmm. What the other person is going to get from it also really matters. And those two things might be different. Yeah. Um, yeah. So if you know that you have a, a neurodivergency that affects your ability to do that, um, mm-hmm. it's worth it, I think, to take that that extra step and, and right. figure that out. Especially if your goal is to set a boundary and not drive a wedge. Yeah, exactly. Sometimes you want to drive exactly. a wedge. <laughs> and that's and okay. Do that. But yeah. if that but if that's not your goal, if that's not your goal, then having somebody kind of think things through or look thing look at something that you're going to send out is is yeah. a good thing. For I've sure. sent Michelle tons of tons of things of like, how does this Michelle has written emails for me that I, I couldn't manage <laughs> to to accomplish the tone properly. Um so, well, when yeah, you're in you it yourself. Michelle. 
when it's when you're in it yourself, it's hard to take your emotion out of it. But mm. a good friend can look at that for you and say, perhaps you want to say it this way. It could come up because you're in your own when you're in your own emotions and responding to something. That's when you're not necessarily thinking things through all the way. Plus, mm -hmm. you are filling in all those gaps in your own head that aren't necessarily making it through to the digital paper, email, whatever. Yeah. So totally. all good advice. And what a great topic to to end our year and this part, this chapter of Underrepresented yeah. in Tech. And uh, as we've said before in the last few weeks, this is not the end for Underrepresented in Tech. This is just me taking it down the, the other road then Allie's going to be going down. And um, yeah, we're still the best of friends. And mm -hmm. I can't wait to see the wonderful things she does. And I know that she's rooting for us over at Underrepresented. I say us, all of the people in the database, <laughs> all of the people doing everything. Um, and whoever comes on as guests in the future and all the things. So, yeah. yeah. And by the time this comes up, I haven't done it yet. I meant to do it today and I got distracted. Um, but by the time this comes up, I'll have on my Twitter pinned to the top a little thread of things I'm up to and and how you can get in touch with me and boundaries of things that I want to talk nice. about things that I don't want to talk about um so yeah if you're if you're interested in in getting in touch with me at all or keeping up with the things that I'm doing there'll be a little thread on my twitter ali underscore nimmons um because I do I do I don't want this to be like I'm leaving and I don't want to be in touch with anyone anymore like it's I just slammed the door and locked it yeah yeah it's a <laughs> it's a change of the context in which I am involved in things so yeah yeah that's good it's awesome well thank you Allie for the last what did we decide it was three years that we've been mm -hmm. doing this amazing yeah. thank you for all the all the good times all the angst all the agony <laughs> there wasn't a lot of angst and agony <laughs> but all the fun and and thinking through things and redesigns and just all of the hundreds of hours of amazing work that you've done um, not just for me and you, but on behalf of underrepresented people in technology, um, you have absolutely set the bar high and forged a path that others have been able to follow in. So thank you for all that you do. Thank you. I don't know what to say, but it's been a pleasure. It's been awesome. It's been nourishing and wonderful. And I'm very proud of, of what we've done. I, I walk away me from too. it very proud of it, not ashamed of a second of it. Exactly. Same. Yeah. Absolutely. And who awesome. knows? We might find a project that we want to work on again in another yeah. year or two. You just never know. That'd you be wonderful. Know. <laughs> All, All right. right. I will see everybody on the next episode of Underrepresented in Tech. And Allie and will just have to tune in and listen and see what we talk about. I'll see you around. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye. This episode was sponsored by the following companies. The Blogsmith. The Blogsmith is a holistic content marketing agency for B2B technology brands that creates data-driven content with a great reader experience. Visit theblogsmith.com to learn more. Thank you so much to our sponsors for this episode. If you're interested in sponsoring an episode, using our database, or just want to say hi, go to underrepresentedintech.com. See you next week.